Switched on on F104 and I'm joined by Alana Kunan from Her Sport. Hello. Hi, Louise. Thanks for having me. Thank you very much for joining us once again. So Katie Taylor, there was a press conference last week regarding her fight. There sure was, yeah. That's in preparation for her upcoming fight with Chantelle Cameron at the Three Arena on November 25th. So a bit away yet, but they're getting the hype going anyways. And uh, obviously that's coming off the back of the last time they fought in which Taylor lost, marking the first ever professional loss of her career. But she looks up for it anyways. She was saying that she's very grateful to have the chance of the rematch. And yeah, she's looking forward to it. And so are, so is everybody else, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. It's always very exciting when Katie Taylor is fighting, never mind when she's fighting in home turf as well. Yeah, definitely. Because even I know Chantelle Cameron had expressed that she felt it should have been at a home rematch, given mm. she's the A side this time coming off the back of the win. But um, very good to see it in Dublin anyways. And <laughs> I know Katie Taylor uh, consistently talks about bringing big time boxing back to Dublin. Yeah. So it's great to see her doing that. Yeah, we look forward to that. And then the Women's Super League kicked off yesterday. It did surely, yeah. We have 13 Irish internationals involved in the Women's Super League this year. So quite a few of them looking to get the professional football going there. And a few, quite a few new contract situations as well. Um, Irish captain Katie McCabe extended her contract at Arsenal. And then we had long throw specialist Megan Campbell switch from Liverpool to Everton and she'll join up with fellow Irish teammates Courtney Brosnan and Heather Payne there. It's amazing the amount of Irish players that are also playing international as well, isn't it? Yeah, like um, obviously the Women's Super League will be up there with the best uh, standard in the women's game. Uh, we've a few in the NWSL as well, Kyra Carissa and Denise Sullivan, probably the ones people that know. But yeah, the WSL being so close to women, I guess definitely one to keep an eye on and you'll see people from Megan Connolly, Chloe Masaki, Courtney Brosnan, like I mentioned, Neve mm-hmm. Fahey, Leanne Kiernan, the two Liverpool ones, Izzy Atkinson, Jessu and Jesse Stapleton there with uh, West Ham mm-hmm. and uh, Ethan Manion with Man United. So you have your pick of clubs as well. Yeah, it's amazing. Whatever side you want to take. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and then to move on to the Irish rugby squad. So they've announced who's going to play. They have, yeah. And uh, Scott Beamond, the new women's 15s coach, had his first press conference. So he kind of clarified why he picked who he did. Some of them, he was kind of mentioning that he was looking to expand the squad for future tournaments. And then other reasons were for injury mm-hmm. injury reasons. Sterling Nicavarid, for example, was left out, which is an awful shame because she was going so well, both in an Irish jersey and in the Interpros and at a club level too. So not nice to see her miss out, but it was good, of course, for Sam Monaghan and Adele McMahon, who were named as the co-captains, and they succeed Nicola Friday there. But uh, Beamond was sure to back up that um, the captains will have plenty of support, um, which obviously comes off the back of looking for increased, I suppose, structures within the women's game. Yeah, of course. And then we got gold and darts. Yeah, the um, women's team won the... World Darts Federation World Cup there over the weekend. They bet Wales in the final and it was Aoife McCormack who sealed the winning shot but Robin Byrne, Caroline Breen and Katie Sheldon are also in the squad and yeah, they look to have a good weekend over there. It's, which is amazing. Darts is something I've never got involved in but it's definitely another one that we're doing well in. Yeah, the standard seems to be ever increasing anyways and um, I suppose being a minority sport they're constantly looking to get more people involved. So mm-hmm. I'm sure this will only help as well. 
Absolutely. And like we were only talking last week as well, and even myself, about the turnout for all the women's matches and all the games. It seems to be improving. So it's just getting better all round, isn't it? Yeah, and I suppose that comes down to a few things. You have your sponsorship and then the attendance and then the media coverage as well. So when it all comes together, it uh, works out all right. And I think you can see that as well with the Irish women's national team. Yeah. And they're proving that it can be done. Absolutely, which is brilliant. And then the GAA, there was a special congress that has passed measures to improve the gender balance as well, which I suppose leads into that too. For sure. So by the end of this year, there was a a directive from the government that there has to be 40% female leadership. Mm -hmm. Um, And obviously, the various national government bodies are trying to meet that. But the special congress there that you're mentioning last week uh, voted uh, 79 to 21 that they are going to improve this gender balance. Now, that can come in a number of forms, really. So they're going to expand their committee and then they're going to bring it back then by 2025 mm-hmm. and then uh, hopefully by 2026 they're going to have 16 female members which would of course um, meet the general directive by that point I suppose it's an interesting one as well because with gender quotas they're always fairly divisive but the director general Tom Ryan spoke in favour of it and said that while they are devi- divisive um, it needs to be done this kind of intervention uh, while it might happen organically over a long period, this kind of is going to speed up the process. And he says it's only going to leave the GA in a better position. Absolutely. And it's good that they're um, looking into it and doing something about it. Yeah, because obviously, like we were touching on there, if you're going to improve the women's game, I suppose they have to have a seat at the table as well at all levels um, of the game from grassroots right up to the very top. So it's good to see that being implemented. 100%. And then another sport that we're looking at this week is Irish racing. Yeah, I was kind of sticking with the minority sports <laughs> this week because we're, we're kind this. of a bit, um, yeah, kind of a bit uh, mixing it up, I guess, because I suppose a lot of the sports are coming to their season end. But mm-hmm. Irish racing driver in a cold drought is from Tipperary pulled off his blind showcase in the in an endurance race at uh, Ulton Park over the weekend. She helped uh, Team Pro-Am to a first place finish, cl- uh, clawing them back all the way from 10th nice. up to the top there. And um, over the five-hour race, there was 102 laps. And yeah, she closed it out for them and got the win. We have so many great Irish racing drivers that I, I, I feel we should get into the Grand Prix, like the Formula One Grand Prix. I definitely feel like there's a woman there who could definitely take a seat. Yeah, I'd say they're kind of looking at it, right? Because um, we have a lot of good cars uh, drivers yes. as well. So coming up through the ranks, that's kind of more so on the younger side of things. But yeah, who knows? Maybe one day we'll see them up there in the Formula One. How nice would that be? <laughs> That'd be excellent. <laughs> I've had yeah, many geez. discussions though on whether Formula One will ever come to Ireland and that seems to be a no-go. But sure, look, we don't mind travelling. <laughs> we don't mind travelling. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And the drive to survive. Exactly, exactly. So what sport should we be keeping an eye on then in the next couple of weeks? Yeah, so the Irish women's rugby team, I suppose, is the main one. Um, they have their camp kicking off now and they play on Saturday, the 14th of October mm-hmm. in a kind of three-match uh, successive. So they have Kazakhstan first and then they play again on the 22nd, 22nd of October and then once again on the 28th. So Scott Beeman will be looking to get off to a winning start there. And lots of excitement in that, I'm sure, too. Yeah, definitely. I uh, suppose it's it'll be an interesting campaign coming up the back of, I suppose, a disappointing Six Nations. But um, you'd be looking to improve the squad and 
make some changes quickly, I'm sure. Absolutely. And sure, you guys will be covering it on hersport.ie for everything else that's happening. Yeah, you can catch all the stories we were chatting about there and, of course, plenty more too over on hersport.ie. Excellent. Alana, thank you so much for chatting to us. Perfect. Thanks so much.